Wine and Crime contains graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Before we get to the show, uh, we have another fabulous true crime podcast to plug. Um, I recently discovered Assassinations on the Parcast Network. Um, if you like your true crime with a little more facts, um, <laughs> a little <laughs> little more in-depth research, uh, definitely check out Assassinations. Um, I listened to uh, episodes about uh, the assassination of President John F. Kennedy by Lee Harvey Oswald. Ooh. And learned a ton of stuff about Lee Harvey Oswald that I did not know and was pretty mind blowing. So, uh, this new podcast, Assassinations from the Podcast Network, is amazing. It examines what happens when murder meets public figures. Um, hosts Bill and Kate examine these assassinations through the lens of both the target and the assassin. Asking, did the assassin ultimately achieve his or her underlying objective, and if so, how did it change the world? Search and subscribe to Assassinations wherever you listen to podcasts. Again, that's ass, ass, and nations, A-S-S-A-S-S-I-N-A-T-I-O-N-S, or visit parcast.com slash assassinations to start listening now. That's parcast, P-A-R-C-A-S-T dot com slash assassinations and listen now. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, if you couldn't have guessed it, you are listening to Wine and Crime, the podcast where three friends chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash their worst Minnesotan accents. Yeah. And compare how long it's been since each of us has showered. Lucy yes. wins. I'm winning. I am winning. <laughs> Lucy Girl is... needed a win. She gets this win. <laughs> Lucy has a Is it really us. winning? Yes, <laughs> it is winning. Not for your husband, it's not. He's uh, out of out of town. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> okay, I'm Kenyon. I'm Lucy. You can smell me uh, from wherever you are. Yuck. <laughs> I'm Amanda. <laughs> and this week we have a very, very special fan pick because it has a lot of names. <laughs> and we'll see what we end up with as the title. The we original, all got real confused. We about all it. kind of misunderstood the assignment. We're um, on the struggle bus today, but I'm fine with it. So our lovely fan picker, Sarah Adams, woo, 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 um, she <laughs> wanted to dedicate an episode to her boyfriend's ex-wife, Karen Rich. <laughs> I love it. Not in a mean way. Not to be in clear. a mean Not way. Not in a mean way. Not in a oh, mean okay. way. In a genuine way. So Sarah and Karen are close friends. Unlikely perchance, but close friends. And they even went on a road trip together while listening to Wine and Crime along the way. Oh my god, I love it. Um, to help Karen's daughter move into her college dorm room. So I think that that is amazing that they're like, yeah, we used to fuck and now fuck the same guy and it doesn't matter and whatever. Well, they're not currently fucking the same guy, but they share 
holes in common. Yeah. <laughs> There's been no Poles overlap. Okay. Anyway, so the first original idea was um, Sausage Sisters, which I just don't like the term. I also don't Loved like it. Sausage. That's what I took and ran with. <laughs> Of course, um, you ran with the sausage option. <laughs> ran with it. So I kind of was looking for like first wives club esque stories, John Tucker must die esque stories. Couldn't find any that related to true crime. So then we expanded to just like Thelma and Louise type crimes. Anything with like. Two ladies doing it, sisters doing it for themselves, crimes. Teaming up, yeah, working mine's together. not really like that at all, so. Okay. Went yeah. with the sausage. We'll see what we end up with. Uh, what's our wine crime pairing for whatever the hell this episode is about? Well, the wine <laughs> crime pairing that does not fit with my crime even a little bit is from Wink Wine Club. <laughs> It is the 2017 Chami Sa- Cab Sav, and this is a South African wine, which is kind of fun. Ooh. Before we get to it, let's shout out our sponsor, Wink. It is an online wine club that delivers wine to your door, and if you want to check it out, go to trywink.com forward slash gals. If it's your first order, that gals promo code gets you 20 bucks off your first box. You can put four or more wines in that box for or more several several wines and if you have four or more in there they take care of the shipping we also announce upcoming pairings on the wine tab of our website so go check it out it's awesome trywink.com forward slash gals um chummy is slang for friend in the gorgeous lands of south africa where this cab came to be thank you for being a chummy yep (laughs) Yep. Um, it is made using natural winemaking, and a chami is produced in the Parle Valley <gasps> District of the Western Cape region. That's where we got married. married. Yay! Been We've there. been there, you guys. We've been there. I had so much wine on that trip, and not a single glass. I was like, eh. Yeah. Every it's single all one was so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. South African wine is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, for real. Um,. The this region is great because the cool afternoon sea breezes create favorable conditions for ripening of grapes. Mm. It's like the most picturesque place ever, too. If you ever get a chance to go, it's really go. pretty. Pretty for my second nice. wedding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Um, these grapes went through five days of cold maceration, which is basically just being soaked in cold water. Cold um, masturbation? Ma- cold <laughs> masturbation before uh, completing fermentation, where they were treated gently to produce soft tannins. Aww. The end result is a full-bodied Cabernet with lovely red and black fruit aromas. In other words, a good friend to have by your side. Nice. <laughs> A good chummy. Good I know. chummy chummy. <laughs> this wine clocks in at 13.5%. Is nice and full bodied. You're gonna get some notes of black currant, blackberry, pepper, and thyme. Some of my faves. And it's a popper, so if you want to get this open, you will want to be in possession of a nice pop winged corkscrew. Nice. Woo. Nailed it. Which is available. <laughs> On our online store, wineandcrimepodcast.bigcartel.com. Also, 
I realized that we straight up forgot to announce on an episode when we launched new merch a couple weeks ago. So we have wine coven <laughs> mugs and we also have uh, pop sockets with the oh, logo. Oh, yeah. We've been selling so, the frick out of both of those. Yeah. People so are loving them. The mug is my favorite thing. The it's mug so is cute. cool. It's really cute. Yeah. It's like a matte black on the outside with our wine coven design designed by our fourth gal, Scott Artley. Mm-hmm. And then it has like a glossy teal interior. It's very trendy. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. It's really nice. Yep. It's perfect. Get one and, for your loved ones. And who doesn't want a pop socket? Come on. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm obsessed with my pop socket. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, cool. Let's pop Let's it. Let's do the damn thing. And. Ooh. Ooh. Friendly pop. <laughs> Not non-applicable to my case, pop. Chummy pop. <laughs> I love it. All right, Lucy. I'm very <laughs> curious to find out what you could have possibly covered for this topic. You know, I started to panic. Not as much as with the isotope analysis analogy, but uh, good. I good. think I have some good info for you folks today. Okay. Panic is a very. Uh, common part of my <laughs> notes of yeah. our process yeah it's like it's standard yeah. it's part of our sop correct <laughs> it's in our rider that we need 20 minutes of pure panic mm-hmm. <laughs> provided at every live event oh god remember at our new york show when i left my Spanx and my makeup and all my hair stuff at the apartment <laughs> yep <laughs> sure do <laughs> <laughs> no, didn't happen. I handled it pretty well. Yeah, there was we alcohol. Did great. It's fine. Okay, so this first part is from a Psychology Today article, which I would like to point out is written by four women, professional yes. women. It was very cited. So, mm. uh, you know, it's probably fairly factual. It's legit. So the article was called Women Helping Women in the Workplace or Not? Mm. So question mark little bit of a bummer here, but I'm going to round out my segment with some more positive things. So um, Jermaine Greer, feminist Mm -hmm. activist, has expressed concern about the damage of, quote, women's own misogyny when it comes to the future of women's equality. That is, do we really look out for each other, Um, especially in the workplace? We um, all have issues with internalized misogyny, and if you say you don't, you're probably lying. Mm-hmm. Or you are just unaware of it. Isn't it's just Jermaine our society. Greer, like, super controversial? Probably. She had some gnarly quotes that I, <laughs> I chose not to include. Okay. She's an anti-vaxxer, and... <laughs> she's Australian. <laughs> Jenny McCarthy is her best friend. I'm Googling it right now, because I think she's... I think... Yeah. Go on. But this damn it, potential damage of women's own misogyny, in my opinion, is not a radical statement. Oh, that could absolutely be true. Like, everyone has internalized misogyny. Everyone. Mm-hmm. That's because mm-hmm. we were all raised in a patriarchy. This is also the only time I'm going to cite anything having to do with Jermaine Greer, so we can move on now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, women's representation in the workforce, in government, the military, etc., has increased tremendously over the past century, which sh- should, you would think, inspire other women to break the glass ceiling as well. 
Um, another imp- interesting thing, employers are fairly likely to pair a new female employee with other females in the organization as sort of like mentor, partner, friend setup. Um, okay. That happened to me the last, you know, real job that I had. Like, oh, you guys can be friends. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a... I was so- the only female on my management team for a long time. Mm-hmm. So that did not happen to me. Well, we'll talk about some effects that that might have had on you psychologically. Bitterness and anger? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. Exhaustion? How many, how many people yeah. were on that team out of curiosity? Four. Mm. All right. Well, that sounds about right. Um, there is a social phenomenon called in-group favoritism where people tend to prefer members of their own social groups. So women should expect to be treated positively by other women in the workplace, but some studies have shown that there is quite a lot of instances where women actually show a bias against other women. Mm-hmm. So this is a quote straight from the article. One reason that women might not support each other is to avoid a marginalized status in the workplace. Not providing support to other women might be a way to distance themselves from women as a marginalized group. Mm-hmm. Rather than helping other women succeed, women might distance themselves from their female coworkers to avoid stigma and negative stereotypes. Yeah, Sad, I'm one of the guys. I'm a I'm a guys gal. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More Nailed recently, it. research has shown that women may not support each other's progress, specifically in situations where they are outnumbered by men, like in the workplace. Um, They found evidence that female supervisors were less supportive of female employees in a male in male dominated organizations. Mm -hmm. So they also might have less power to lift up, you know, newer women like with them. You know what I mean? Like if they're if they are the one female exec in a male dominated company, they might not have the means or perceive that they have the means to mentor and lift people up i get what you're saying but there are so many studies that kind of come up with the same thing that they they they're they must account for that right they they must they must be comparing you know apples to apples on some level um in 2011 a study of police women in a 2011 study of police women there we go a queen bee effect was identified where women achieve career success by distancing themselves from other women. This effect was more common among women who did not consider their gender to be especially important and were more likely to deny experiencing gender discrimination. So mm-hmm. to me, that just says they're in denial about how much their gender affects their role and therefore they don't feel an internalized need to make up for that disparity. Mm-hmm. Got it. I would agree. Um, One explanation for this might be the underrepresentation of women in the workforce, especially in male-dominated environments like the police, and that they see fewer opportunities for individual advancement. This prompts women workers to act in a more individualistic way and to view other women as threats to their own advancement. So maybe on some level they're like, well, they're only going to promote one woman. I'm not going to help her out. And then one of the analogies that I read was something about like women who break the glass ceiling will frequently pull the ladder up after them. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of a cool visualization. Um, 
Okay, I so mean, this cre- it's, it's more cutthroat. Like, it's more difficult for a woman to rise up. You got to protect your blind side. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I mean, I can kind of see the mentality if you're, especially if you're in, like, such a male-dominated company or field. I can see it, but the point is it perpetuates the same problem that you're trying to overcome mm-hmm. by yourself as an individual. Mm-hmm. Um, So this creates more in-group competition rather than favoritism and invites feelings of betrayal because of the assumption of support among women. So, like, you're coming into a new job. There's a woman who's been there for 10 years. You want to make friends with her because because of that in-group favoritism. And then you're blindsided by her not helping you out, those feelings of betrayal and whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so basically don't expect support from other women in the workplace if there's already a major uh, or any kind of gender disparity is uh, the takeaway from that, which is unfortunate. But mm-hmm. we're going to talk about some more positive things now. <laughs> I've pretty much only Posi worked only. I've, hmm? I've pretty much only worked in work environments that were almost all female. So I like have no point of reference. Because, like, That's lucky. working mm-hmm. at, like, you know, international organizations or nonprofits, like, even teaching, like, those are pretty female-dominated fields. Not female, do- not mm-hmm. international organizations, but I guess, like, at the level that I was at, which was not leadership, it was all, like, female-dominated. Yeah, my my jobs have mostly also been in more female-dominated spaces, but at the same time especially on the corporate level, men are so much more likely to receive promotions even though they're a smaller percentage of mm-hmm. the workforce. It's just like... And, of course, everyone on the board is like an old white man and whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and my professional background is in hospitality where there are an overwhelming amount of, like, female employees but not at a management level. Mm-hmm. Right, right. It, yeah. Right. So sexism, it's wonderful. Super tight, you guys. <clears throat> so tight. Okay, so let's talk about friendships. Chommy ship. <laughs> Chommy ship. <laughs> <laughs> BCFs. Um, Best chommies forever. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> there is a there is psychological proof that women are affected by their friendships with other women much differently than men are with their friendships with other men. I'm shocked. Right. Oh, so I heard this thing once about like, uh, like the psychology of proximity when you're talking to your friends, like men prefer to sit at a bar because they're sitting side by side with their guy friends. They don't necessarily have to look at each other. Whereas women almost always want to sit at like a table or they're facing each other. It's like very face to face. So I think probably because women want to like read each other's expressions, intuit emotions, like whatever. Obviously, mm-hmm. this is all like stereotypes, whatever. Um, and people fall on a spectrum, but like, and then men, you know, if you stay, it's like animals almost. Like if you are making direct eye contact in certain like animal species, that's a threat. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Well, there is some science behind things similar to this that we'll get to in just a second um so this could point to the history of women working together to for example raise children and gather and cook their food 
like women women's social circles are sort of based around more specific things than like just historically so evolutionarily speaking mm-hmm. when people both men and women are stressed out and have a a flight or fight response their bodies our bodies release oxytocin so in women mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it calms this fight or flight response in order to stop and take care of their babies and the community like on some level it kind of it kind of calms us the fuck down okay. like okay we've got shit to take care of you know can't no time for panic mm-hmm. um in fact, female humans, as well as other species, females of other species, um, contact with female friends and caring for loved ones actually releases oxytocin. So it's like sort hmm. of, it is released when we have this fight or flight response, and it's also released when we're taking care of those babies or whatever. Hmm. Women also release estrogen, which enhances the effect of oxytocin and causes us to seek social support. So hanging out with your gal pals is literally chemically a stress reliever. Nice. Which is Love nice. Love it. Even mm-hmm. via Skype. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I definitely have relieved stress. <laughs> <laughs> talking to my friends. <laughs> Definitely have not enhanced your stress by starting this. Podcast. I love my friends. I Starting love my a business friends. with your friends is another story. I love yeah. my friends. My friends. My friends. Okay. My friends. Men, on the other hand, release high levels of testosterone when they're faced with stress, which makes them more likely to react with anger, violence, etc. Not surprising to anybody. And again, like Kenyon mentioned, this is all a spectrum. Gender is a spectrum. Whatever. This is just. You know, generalizations, generalization. Um, One study on breast cancer showed that women who don't have any close friends were four times more likely to die from the disease than women with 10 or more friends. But also like who has 10 friends? That's insane. (laughs) 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 I actually kind of see where you're coming from, but. Amanda has like Good. 100 close personal friends. Yeah. And Lucy I'm like, and I have me? three. Four. <laughs> four. Be generous, have, four. Not including my husband, I have one, two, three, four. I'd say five. Yeah. Yeah. I can't count. <laughs> I have a network. Amanda's quantity, not quality. <laughs> Listen, no. I am quality. My friends are amazing. I just need a lot of support. <laughs> <laughs> you need a lot of oxytocin. I have a lot of feelings. <laughs> she doesn't even go here. <laughs> oh she God. doesn't even go here. <laughs> it's actually very appropriate for this episode. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not my fault that I have a heavy flow and a wide set vagina. vagina. (laughs) Okay. Um, So back to this breast cancer study. I checked it out because it sounded a little bit um, exaggerated. And it seems to suggest more that strong social networks increase life expectancy in general, not just the breast cancer tidbit. Titbit. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Tasteless. Completely tasteless. It's hard to pass up a tit joke, let's be honest. Okay. So low hanging. (laughs) Stop. Low hanging boob. 
<laughs> we're talking about breast okay, cancer, we're ladies. Just, okay, boobs. We're, Come on. They're wonderful. Boobs are wonderful. Okay. Historically, <laughs> historically, bromances get a lot more attention than female friendships. And yeah, because it's like shockingly out of left field for men to have platronic love for each other. Because no homo. Right, exactly. And Fuck women have typically been painted within the context of like who they're fucking. So yep. great. The fucking Bechdel test. Mm-hmm. So Ugh. according to Albrecht Klassen, Klassen and Marilyn Sandage in the book Friendship in the Middle Ages and Early Modern Age, it is a sexism thing, obviously. Yeah. They say that, quote, in the history of patriarchal Western literature, friendship among women was mostly excised, ignored, or cast into a shadow of doubt. Only men were regarded as strong enough to maintain the serene, mostly rational, idealistic friendship with another person. What the fuck? LOL. Okay. So it's not even the no homo part because that paranoia that gay panic is largely a product of our current age and it's not necessarily throughout history but it's just like men were the only rational ones to have like a successful stable friendship women were just too emotional what the fuck Mm -hmm. yeah because friendship doesn't need any emotions muddying the waters God, <laughs> I am human man. Be my irrational. friend. Yeah. <laughs> friend bot five thousand is here to support you. Oh my god! <laughs> to sit at a bar and not make eye contact and not really communicate at all. But I'm here. I for promise you. not to stir the pot. <laughs> okay. Oh. Um, so I also wanted to point out some cool female friendships throughout history. Um, one that I didn't know about was Ella Fitzgerald and Marilyn Monroe oh. were apparently good friends. In 1955, Ella Fitzgerald was trying to book a show at Hollywood's Macombo Club. And her being a black woman and this being 1955, they were like, mm, we don't think we don't think this is the right place for you. So Marilyn Monroe apparently heard about this, told the club that she would book a first row table for every single night of the you know, of when she was, when Ella Fitzgerald was performing, mm-hmm. um, if they would, if they would book her. So that alone attracted uh, so much press attention just because they wanted photos of Marilyn Monroe that, that, that was actually the launch pad for Ella Fitzgerald's career. Love it. Okay. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. cool. Um, Elizabeth I and Mary Dudley, who is the sister of Robert Dudley, who was one of Elizabeth's lovers, in 1562, Elizabeth got a really bad case of smallpox, and Mary nursed her through it, and she eventually came out on the other side healthy, and she went on to reign for a long time. So, But Mary was left with facial scarring that evidently repulsed her husband, and I'm pretty sure he left her because of it oh but they were still God. like besties men are garbage mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but thanks to modern medicine i won't have to nurse either of you through a f- bout of smallpox but well just well, hope everyone in theory, keeps I would. getting vaccinated yeah i was just gonna say that's not actually a thing we can really say 
Well, you I mean, and I. Are if you were to get it, you could go to the hospital. Is what I'm saying. Right. I wouldn't have to personally like moisten your forehead every five minutes. I'm gonna include that on my next rider. That when we oh re up our contract <laughs> with each other, a forehead moistener as an indie podcast. When we re up our contract with the other two of us, <laughs> incredible. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> My favorite, Oprah and Gail. Oh. Yes. Praise they be. Met, they Fucking met in 1976 goals. while working at the same Baltimore TV station. Oprah was a news anchor and Gail was mm-hmm. a production assistant. Mm-hmm. This is the cutest fucking intro story I've ever heard. Are you ready? Yes, yes, yes. When yes, a snowstorm yes. hit the area, Oprah offered to let Gail stay at her house. Gail... Oh. Gail says, we really didn't know each other, but she was just that kind of girl even then. When I said I didn't have any clothes with me, she said, you can wear mine. And when I said I didn't have any underwear, she said, you can borrow mine. It's clean. (laughs) That's perfect. Yes. I mean, who would like, yes, that is how you should be to your fellow human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that video of Oprah giving that like tearful interview that she's like, she's the sister I never had. I She's use that gif mother. like 15 times a day, not with either of you. I have goosebumps. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I like it when, when the, someone puts it in the context of like when a girl lends you her hair, her hair tie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just something so simple. Especially She's the if mother it's like I never knew I needed <laughs> the exact right stretchiness hair tie. Like I'll yeah, lend out that, the loose ones to anyone. No, that's a sacrifice when mm-hmm, you give yeah. up the good hair tie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I only have one, and I'm not giving that to either of you bitches. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's turning out that Amanda's not actually a We're friend of ours. We're not her friend. No. Yeah, apparently. You're not, I I'm mean, t- I'm your friend. You're I'm not t- my friend. T- taking my okay. five down to four. <laughs> God. Love you. Five coming into perspective. Anyway. I love you, God. She's moving anyway. <laughs> yeah, you started this, you fucking bitch. <laughs> okay. This is the episode where the podcast ends. Crumbles. <laughs> we don't even make it to a hundred episodes. <laughs> We're two episodes away, three episodes away. So sad. Okay, a couple more friends Incredible. that we can compare ourselves to. Um, Susan B. Anthony and Elizabeth Cady Stanton were introduced to each other in 1851 by Amelia Bloomer, who was the woman who, like, invented women's pants. (laughs) So, like... (laughs) God bless Bloomer. That would have been a cool group to be part of. Mm -hmm. Except for the racism. The rampant racism, but... Mm -hmm. Mm Tina Fey and Amy Poehler met in improv in 1993. Didn't know that. Thought that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And then last but certainly not least, Gloria Steinem and Marlo Thomas, um, they met at a TV agent's office in 1967 to discuss Marlo playing the role of Gloria in a show. And the agent said when they walked in, they didn't know each other at this point. And he said, boy, I don't know which one of you I'd like to fuck first. (gasps) Oh, my God. And so now they're like this lifelong hyper feminist activist friends and that's how they fucking met (laughs) what a fucking dude the 60s man yeah 
Yeah. Oh, shit. So, you know, sharing underwear, getting really sexist comments made to you. These are some of the ways that you can just find your new best friend. It probably won't be by being paired up at your new job. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's, uh, that's the info I've got for you today. Interesting. Well... Well, if your friendships are falling apart right in front of you. <laughs> You're the only you can, one that sees a problem, and I am a little you can concerned. You pay someone to be your friend, like on Talk's page. Jesus Christ. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. All you need is a computer with internet connection or the Talkspace mobile app, which is what we use. That means you can improve your mental health, even if you've had trouble making time for it in the past. It is a blessing. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's nice to have a different perspective on your own issues. And believe me, everyone has issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and, and they're very flexible. Like sometimes it's just kind of day to day average stuff. And then sometimes you really got to dig deep, work through some traumas and your talk space therapist is there for you for any and all of it. And my favorite part is that you have a record of all of their feedback. So you can just go back, reread it. If you need a little boost, you know, it's there forever. And it's, it's almost like a journal. <laughs> that's how I, I th- that's it. how I saw it anyway. That's so smart. A journal yeah. with like actual professional constructive feedback. That's brilliant. Yeah. With like yeah. practical strategies for stress mm-hmm. management. That's awesome. Um, so the Talkspace platform has over 2,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing life's challenges that we all face. Mm-hmm. To match with a perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com forward slash gals and use the code gals to get $45 off your first month and show your support for this show. It's really great. We love Talkspace, and they love us, and let's keep the love going. All Um, the love. All the love. Everybody love everybody. So that's gals, G-A-L-S, and Talkspace.com forward slash gals. Treat your brain. Holiday season means company parties and time with the family, so why shouldn't you look stylish and feel comfortable at the same time? Why shouldn't you? Rothy's is the everyday flat for life on the go. It's stylish, classic, comfortable, and comes in four fashionable styles. The flat, the point, the loafer, and the sneaker for women and girls. And it was cracking me up because we all brought our Rothy's on tour with us and wore them every (laughs) Every day. day. We were a walking (laughs) ad. It was wonderful. We were a walking ad for Rothy's and we have like every style between us. So we were crashing one night with my sister and she tried on all of our shoes and then begged (laughs) me to get her a pair for Christmas. And so that's my Christmas shopping is basically done. Thanks, Rothy's. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. It's a great gift. They're so comfortable. He totally ruined Ashley's Christmas gift for her. I love it. She asked me for them, and I said, okay. She knew they were coming. <laughs> She's 36, so she still believes in Santa. We have to have a bigger conversation. That's true, <laughs> yeah. So my favorite part about these shoes is that they're made from recycled plastic water bottles. Can't and believe it. it. Can't believe it. blows the mind how soft and, like, pliable these shoes are. Mm-hmm. They're made out of plastic. Mm-hmm. 
And Rafi's has almost reached 20 million bottles recycled. Wow. I am on board for that. And I love that. Added bonus, major added bonus, these shoes are machine washable because yep. feet sweat. Also, sometimes you're at a bar and someone throws up on a tile floor near you and it splashes on your feet. Also, Ew. sometimes a dusty dog walks up to you and just steps squarely on your toe. <laughs> I don't like your personal experience. <laughs> I I wash my, my Rockies every couple weeks and every single time they come out brand spanking new. I love yeah. these shoes. It's amazing. Wa- my point was I've washed mine several times for a variety of reasons and they yeah, they turn out great. I love that you can just throw them in the washing machine. It's great. So, needless to say, we love our Rothies and we know that you will too. And right now Rothies has an amazing deal for our listeners. Use the code GALS to get free shipping with no minimum. They've got free shipping, free returns, exchanges on the Rothy's shoes, and trust me, you won't be returning them unless you accidentally order the wrong size. Also been there. And I got my new ones within days. So fast. Their customer service rocks. Oh, it does. So go to rothys.com, that's R-O-T-H-Y-S.com, and enter the code GALS, G-A-L-S, to get your new favorite flats and free shipping. This is a no-brainer, people. Shoes that are comfortable, stylish, and sustainable, and you get free shipping. Mm-hmm. So go get yourself a pair today. Run, don't walk. Treat Not your literally. feet. literally. Just get to your computer. Go to rothys.com. <laughs> use promo code GALS. Get this deal while it lasts. Treat your feet. All right. Shall we do my case? Yeah. Okay. Why not? <laughs> I suppose that is what's next on the docket. <laughs> Nah, I think we'll skip yours for today. Yeah, skip yours. Yours is never good anyway. Okay. (laughs) So I struggled finding a case until I finally just gave up and Googled, quote, real life Thelma and Louise. I love that. I I, I messaged her earlier being like, I don't know what to do. What did you even Google? (laughs) Because I Googled sausage sisters, question mark. (laughs) Got a lot of hits. (laughs) <laughs> delete my search cookies. history <laughs> oh i want cookies <laughs> oh yeah okay um, oh, i'm so hungry so um surprisingly or maybe not surprisingly there were a lot of cases that finally came up when you google real life thelma and louise yeah it's catchy yeah so let's go way way back to tejas in the early 1990s. Oh, oh Texas in the 90s. <laughs> the hair. The hair. <laughs> yes. My parents lived in Texas in the late 80s, and it was something. Mm-hmm. So did Zach's They also parents, accidentally, apparently, put my sister down in the yard on top of a red anthill. <laughs> they did not know how to be Texans. There was a day when a neighbor like came out screaming at my dad because my dad was mowing the lawn at high noon. And oh. the neighbor came out running with water and was like, no, don't do that. You're going to kill yourself. That's not the way it works here. <laughs> Where are you Minnesota. from? And my dad's like, Michigan. It's like, no. Seems like an, <laughs> seems like an overreaction. Well, it's... It's you good know, advice. Heat stroke is a very dangerous thing. Well, I would trust your dad to, I don't know, be aware of his own body temperature. Yeah, clearly he wasn't, though. <laughs> okay, so moving on. 
Texas Lucy in the would 90s. not save her neighbor is really what we no, just got Absolutely of not. Of course we she didn't would need not. this example to come to that conclusion though, also. No. A so, cat in the neighbor's bushes, yes. The neighbor itself. I love Darwin. Meow. I'm a Darwin kind of gal. Get out of here. Enter our protagonists. <laughs> Joyce Carolyn Stevens, who went by Carolyn, and Rosemary Turford. So Carolyn. Turford. Mm. Carolyn was a 30-year-old, quote, mousy daughter of a Houston minister. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's okay. It was the 90s. People, the news reports were so fucking sexist. It was wild. Um, mm-hmm. So in this uh, analogy, she's the Louise. Okay. And then uh, Who's Rose the Brad is- Pitt? <laughs> Rose- <laughs> Let's get to the important stuff. Yeah, his debut so role in that movie. Oh my god! Yeah, I um, lust after that specific mm-hmm. version of Brad Pitt, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and only that version of Brad Pitt. Okay. Uh-huh. Rose was a 35-year-old registered nurse and married suburban mom, originally from Ontario, Canada. So she's the Thelma. Okay. The women mm -hmm. met in 1992 when Rose got a nursing job at a local psychiatric hospital where Carolyn worked as a part-time aide. They quickly became inseparable best friends. I didn't read anything about any kind of romantic liaison between them, Um, although that was questioned slash hinted at. Of course it was, because sexist news reports. Yeah, but also they were, like, very inseparable. Um, And two years later, after meeting, Carolyn moved into Rose's house, which put a severe strain on the latter's marriage. Mm. Of course, the marriage may have already been unraveling by that point because Rose's husband, Brian, a well-off computer exec, worked in Detroit during the work week and was only home in Houston on weekends. And he has three children. Wow. I mean, people do what they have to do to, like, provide for their family, whatever. Sure. But, like, it puts a, a lot of... a long commute. Well, it puts a lot of pressure on the stay-at-home parent. For or not sure. even stay-at-home parent, but just the, like, parent in the vicinity. Because she also worked outside the home. So, anyway... Carolyn had been in trouble with the law previously, but it wasn't, like... Super dire. Um, she was once arrested for carrying a gun into the Dallas Fort Worth International Airport, which mm. I'm actually surprised Pre-9/11. is illegal. Yeah, I mean, you can fly, you can check yeah. unloaded guns in your baggage. So I don't, I don't know, but apparently it was a problem, and she was mm. arrested. Um. From this incident, the press crafted the narrative that this troubled interloper, Carolyn, lured a sweet suburban mom of three boys into a life of crime. Ooh. And it just reminds me of the Madonna whore dichotomy. Yeah. It's like a little much. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so 
<clears throat> the two women allegedly robbed almost a dozen men after luring them to motel rooms through a sham telephone personals slash escort service that they'd created called Telecompanions. <laughs> I hate it. Just Talk space. <laughs> just like, <laughs> <laughs> they were ahead of their time. For Forty-five dollars oh, no. off your first month of telecompanion. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> oh my god! So, um, and we don't really know like what prompted them to just like like people like they kind of just snapped one day like they were just like leading their lives and then all of a sudden like started this fake escort service and started robbing men <laughs> incredible <laughs> it wouldn't take much to make me snap in that fashion either mm-hmm. right if you've got a husband I'm there. who's only there on weekends and three boys that you're raising yeah oh fuck yeah everything yeah. is covered in semen <laughs> I cracked a blanket in half. (laughs) What's that from? Bridesmaids? That's from Bridesmaids. (laughs) (laughs) I cracked a blanket in half. That's so good. Oh, God, I cannot. The fucking realist. I mean, her boys were young at this time. They were not teenagers. But yeah, it's just like a lot. Anyway. Rose, described as a, quote, knockout redhead by several of her <laughs> later victims. Incredible. <laughs> would meet up with the men for a sexual tryst. She would then handcuff and tie them up. The men were often naked during this process and under the presumption that, quote, the shenanigans were part of the evening's festivities. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But then, to their surprise, Carolyn would emerge from another room, like the bathroom in the motel room or whatever, with a 9mm handgun demanding their credit cards, ATM pins, and even car keys. Yes, 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 yes. In at least one instance, the women masqueraded as undercover police officers and burst into a man's home claiming to be, quote, searching for missing women. Okay. Before handcuffing him and ransacking the property. So I think they identified him from telecompanion still, and he was at home alone waiting for a telecompanion to arrive. And then... (laughs) It's a Teletubby. (laughs) (laughs) I misunderstood the assignment. Oh, Oh, God. Tinky Winky? (laughs) No. Well, I paid already, so. Whatever, I can try it. Um, <laughs> don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> okay, so, um, so they, yeah, so they knew he'd be home alone, I guess, and uh, vulnerable, and then they burst in, and were like, "We're cops, blah blah blah. Where's the, show us the missing girls?" And he was like, "Bah!" And then they like handcuffed <laughs> him and stole all his shit. Perfect. <laughs> I like these gals. I love them so much. In most, in most cases, the men were too embarrassed to report them to police. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we don't actually have an accurate victim count. Um, 
Also, it's possible that a lot of their victims were in monogamous relationships and yep. shouldn't have been messing around on Ashley Madison. <laughs> yeah, in the first place. <laughs> so Oops. they imagine explaining that to your wife. Though. I remember after the Ashley Madison leak, uh, my sister and I were like, "Let's just look up Dad just to check." Oh, God. Oh, no. Did you? Yeah, of course we did. And he was not on it. Dad yeah, was not cool enough to cheat. <laughs> yeah, your dad was. I can't loyal. believe he landed my mom. Yeah, I, yeah, a <laughs> little bit. <laughs> she was a forgiving woman. Yeah, he struck gold <laughs> only once. He was not going to fuck with that. <laughs> Um, it reminds me of the story that I've probably told both of you. I might have said it on the show before, but my friend who used to work at, like, the county hospital where they'd get, like, well, all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. One time a guy came in because he had a big, big dildo with balls stuck up his ass. Yes. Uh-huh. And yes, they yes, had to yes, take yes. it out through his abdomen. They couldn't get it back <gasps> out through his butthole. Oh, and didn't he, like, tell his say to tell his wife that he was stabbed or something? Yeah. 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 So yeah. my friend was the nurse, and, he, and the patient was like, do not tell my wife what happened. I need her to think that I got stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> my wife will be less worried if she thinks I got stabbed. Stabbed. Meanwhile, yeah, but- not if, but when I have to go into a hospital <laughs> with my partner because we lost something up his butt, it will be because I put it there. Yeah. You won't <laughs> be consensually. Consensually. Yeah. But I'm just saying, <laughs> I would be right there like, yeah, there's a dildo in there. Get it out. I also just want to point out we are not kink shaming. We are just no. pointing out the absurdity of trying to lie to one's yeah, partner. Yeah, I'm saying I would be right there with them, like, tight, let's get this thing out of your ace hole. <laughs> Too tight. I, I did this with you as part of an incredible sexual experience. It didn't go the way we expected. Let's go to the hospital. You right. don't need to tell me that you were stabbed. It's just the lying part that we're yeah. making fun of. Okay, so... Carolyn and Rose assembled kits, not like murder kits, because they didn't actually really hurt anyone. Victimless crimes. Um, I mean, I'm <laughs> sure the guys were scared having a gun held to their heads as they Victimless were tied up. Victimless crimes. And all their shit stolen. I'm sure they were a little alarmed, but um, it's debated. A victim. <laughs> it's debated whether or not the gun was loaded, and they definitely didn't like physically harm anyone. Um, but they assembled kits for each crime containing wigs, makeup, duct tape, handcuffs, a stun gun, which I don't believe they had ever used, and even sleeping pills, which they tried to make one victim take, but then he, like, pretended to take them and spat them out. Okay. Police also found evidence suggesting that the crimes were escalating beyond just humiliating and fleecing male dates. They appeared to have plans to soon kidnap and hold for ransom half a dozen wealthy men in Canada, as well as a recent winner of the Texas Lotto. Mm. So they were going to get into, like, full-on kidnapping. The real money. The good stuff. Mm -hmm. The real money. (laughs) This is just Um, peanuts. They got to go after the big dogs. (laughs) <laughs> it's believed that they assaulted at least 10 men from Texas to Nevada and stole upwards of $250,000 from them in total. Dude. Which, like, that's a lot of that's money, a lot of money. From just 
10 victims. Yeah. Like, how much money is in these men's checking accounts? How much are they allowed to, like, take out of an ATM? My limit I is, mean, like, not even $200. Tell the companions targets the wealthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the unlikely desperados were arrested on March 14th, 1995 at a Houston motel, but they were later released on cash bail like pending trial. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But then, just two months later, the duo jumped bail and, quote, split for Canada. Oh, dear. Leaving relatives and friends befuddled. Like, everyone was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Can you imagine if, like, my mom and Jody created the scheme <laughs> and nobody fucking knew until they jumped bail and fled to Canada? would be like, what? I'd Your be zero mom and shocked. Jody, I would be zero shocked, but like Courtney's mom and my mom, I'd be a little surprised. Scott's yeah. mom, Courtney's mom, and Kenya's mom. <laughs> yeah. Denise would be incredible at this. Yeah. She'd be really she's good at very it, organized, but she she's would also... set up the whole Telecompanions website. <laughs> She'd be the web designer. <laughs> Putting together the kits and like color-coded bags i'm not convinced she didn't do this my mother the squirrel drowner is definitely doing the dirty work in this scheme she is shaking up these men and getting that money she's got the stun gun your mom's the carolyn she's the muscle (laughs) okay so quote It just doesn't make any sense, said Rose's attorney. (laughs) Quote, they're upper middle class. It just doesn't jive. Like they don't even need the money. What is the issue here? (laughs) Yeah. It's like they have children is the issue. They drove them to it. (laughs) So indeed, news reports pointed out the fact that Rose, quote, drove a spanking new van. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> and filled her Houston home with nice things. So why would she be unhappy with her life? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got that new sweet van. <laughs> this is the one with the husband in Detroit. Yes, exactly. Yeah. What could possibly be lacking? Yeah. Quote, she was a lifelong good girl who never oh. gave anyone a bit of trouble. Hate that. Fuck you. So many of these reports referred to these women who were in their 30s. Rose was like 36 um, as girls. But I did find one article from the time period that was like, we probably shouldn't be calling them girls. And it was like, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. That's why we go with gals. Yeah. It implies experience. Middle ground. (laughs) Yeah. It It implies youth without outrightly saying it right um so rose's in-laws who put up the combined five hundred thousand dollars bail were in danger of losing both their home and their restaurant business when the women jump bail Mm. but the bail bondsman clement romeo love it literally this man's name best name ever can't make this shit up He uh, took pity on the families and began a campaign to find the women instead of trying to recoup his money by, like, 
repossessing the house. So that's okay, nice. Thank you. So Romeo hired a private investigator named Nancy Smith. There's no way that is that woman's real name. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Jane Doe Smith. <laughs> um, but it's D-O-U-G-H. <laughs> that will be on my tombstone. Um, to track down the bail jumpers, and he offered a $25,000 bonus for their capture. He became, like, a little bit obsessed with this case. And... P.I. Nancy Smith told reporters that in her 21 years as a private investigator, she has never been so stymied nor so fascinated by a case. Wow. Okay. Quote, I think those girls are in hog heaven every time they see their mugshots on TV. I think they both had an attitude about men. I mean, all of this applies to me. Anytime I see my face on TV, I'm definitely in hog heaven, and I for sure have an attitude about men. I'm dry heaving stomach bile because of my anxiety. Yeah. So. (laughs) Cool. What's the Um, problem? (laughs) So, in fact, a small army of bounty hunters beyond just Nancy Smith uh, pursued the pair from, quote, Corpus Christi to Calgary. Oh, geez, way down in Kokomo. We'll get there fast, and then we'll take it slow. It's not the Poconos. Way down in Kokomo. We're amazing. So when they took off for Canada, they left behind a letter claiming that they'd been kidnapped by an evil man named Avery. (laughs) Stephen Avery? And he left us time to write this note. (laughs) Um, God. This supposed enforcer, Avery, uh, they claimed was threatening Rose's kids, so they had to do what he said. But Rose later admitted that she'd never laid eyes on the man. And Mm. um, it's pretty commonly accepted that he never existed. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I... That's all I got. I found that part kind of boring, so I just glossed over it. So, (laughs) after fleeing to Canada, the fugitives were spotted innumerable times. Although, given the extent to which this case captured the public imagination, and people had already started selling t-shirts with their faces on them. What? If you're curious about what to get me for the holidays. (laughs) I want a vintage T-shirt with these women's faces on it. Make it happen. Yeah, same. Yeah, all three I'm of us. I'm googling need this. right now while you finish this case. Okay, so because of all this public attention, it's thought that not all of these sightings were real. Like some of them were false alarms, but some of them were probably true. Um. So, police received tips that Carolyn and Rose were playing slots at a casino in Michigan. Yes. They were spotted in nightclubs, airports, furniture stores. Some witnesses claimed that they were posing as nuns in Toronto. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) How do you solve a problem like Maria? (laughs) Like Carolyn. Um, 
Later, they were supposedly performing as topless dancers in two-bit strip joints. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> but... <laughs> The craziest part is that, like, police don't believe the ones where it's like, I saw them in a furniture store. But they do believe the ones where they were like, they might have been posing as nuns. They might have been stripping. <laughs> it's the best. Oh, so, my love God. It. Speculate wildly. In, in I can, July. I can just see, like, their fake habits covered in, like, glitter from the night before. Goldberg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I guess maybe the posing as nuns and the stripping were not mutually exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. Could have been both. Throw them off. So, in July, a stolen rental car turned up in Toronto with a note from Carolyn apologizing to the rental agency for the theft. Oh, cute. So, so like, literally (laughs) only female fugitives would leave a note apologizing for a theft. I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Enough apologizing, ladies. Canadian women. Enough saying I'm sorry. Okay. So, police were finally able to track the pair to a flat that they were renting in Toronto, arresting Carolyn there and apprehending Rose in a simultaneous raid of the telephone sex service where she was working. In October 1995, the BFFs were photographed smiling and waving while being held in a Canadian Immigration Department squad car. (laughs) Go go to the drive. No shame at all. They're like, oh my God, they look so happy. I know. They're like having so much fun. You see? Road trip. (laughs) Yeah. Also, do you see the woman who has kind of, like, the helmet hair behind, like, blinds? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's Nancy Smith. That's the P.I. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. What a classic P.I. photo. She's peering peering through through blinds. blinds. (laughs) In questionable lighting. I know. It's so good. It's so perfect. (laughs) So... They're laughing it up in the squad car. They later underwent deportation uh, back slash extradition back to Texas to face four counts of armed robbery and one of aggravated kidnapping. Rather than a dramatic slow motion drive over a cliff, a la Thelma and Louise. (laughs) I see what you did there. (laughs) Uh, The real life uh, duo ended up uh, for Carolyn Stevens and Rosemary Turford, they simply ended up with the long arm of the Texan law. Mm, gross. Carolyn uh, decided to dictate a seven-page confession to authorities in return for a reduced sentence, so she served just 10 years in prison. Perfect. Rose chose to take her case to trial where she faced life imprisonment. What? She didn't even kill anyone. I know. Yeah. This well, seems it was like, extreme. It was like multiple counts of aggravated assault and like She's just having fun. Okay. Also, she like <laughs> fled to Canada and Canada takes guns really seriously. Yeah, but Texas doesn't. And she's being Texas tried in doesn't. Texas. That's true. I don't really know. It's so, over the tap. 
They were making an example of her, unfortunately. Right. She was found guilty on multiple robbery counts, uh, aggravated robbery, I guess, and was sentenced to 30 years in prison. Her sons were raised by relatives in Canada. Don't know where their father went. Because he just pieced. Um, But they made a yearly journey down to Texas to visit their mom in the clink. Aww. And both women have since been released from prison. Mm. So and that is reunite. I don't think so. I tried to find some information about that, but I couldn't. I think maybe the whole Carolyn pleading guilty and Rose not Did thing they might have launched tele companions. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! They, I'm what I'm saying is they need a reality show. Yeah, <laughs> they need to come on our show. Yeah, if either one of you is listening, we need to talk to you. We love you, and we have questions. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, Telecompanions is trademarked. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Subsidiary of Talkspace. <laughs> That's all I got. I love MCD. it. I love okay. this case so much. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was good. Good Lord. Thanks. HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plants, and delivers step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. Uh, There's something for everyone with HelloFresh's selection. They have three plans to choose from, classic, veggie, and family. All are amazing. And this program is perfect for home cooks of all levels. You can feel Mm. confident when cooking HelloFresh with the simple ingredients outlined in photographs thank you Mm -hmm. i'm a visual visual. learner yep (laughs) all three of us are like we need the pictures yep i haven't read an adult's book in 40 years i'm 31 are you i'm 31 i realize now that 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 was inaccurate they've got step-by-step instruction cards it's it couldn't be easier all of the ingredients come pre-measured in handy labeled meal kits and the ingredients within those all pre-measured. Mm-hmm. It couldn't be easier. Yeah, you barely amazing. have to think about it. You can drink so much wine while you're cooking these. Yeah, and sometimes they even have suggested wine pairings, which is yeah. brilliant. Yup. Mm-hmm. And the best part is you can spend less time meal planning and grocery shopping and frankly cooking every week and get that time back to do more of what you love, spend time with your peeps, maybe watch Vanderpump Rules. Oh my God, It's yes. incredible. Mm-hmm. I super love it because I'm not a good cook at all. And so I often get into a pattern of just making the same stuff for myself over and over mm-hmm. again. It's really, really boring. Mac and uh, cheese. Yeah, exactly. Mac and cheese. Body by Mac. Um, recently in one of my kits, I got the pineapple poblano beef tacos, which are oh. like a Hall of Fame winner. And I know why, because they are so good. Mm-hmm. They're like a sweet and spicy uh, taco, they're amazing. Uh, the beef is all tossed in their like homemade blend of warm, earthy spices. Hi. Then you top it off with a fruity pineapple salsa. I love like a mm. sweet and spicy salsa. It's like um, poetry. Yeah, they're so good and so easy. And it made like these three hearty, big old tacos. And that's another thing I love. I get the two person size meals, so I always have leftovers. 
Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I love it. Maybe not always. Well, <laughs> I'm trying to be good. I almost always have leftovers. But if you share it with someone else, you look super talented because you all do. of their meals are just like, I couldn't do this on my own. Yeah, I love amazing. it. Mm-hmm. So I think everybody should give this a try. And you can get a total of $60 off. So that's 20 bucks off of your first three boxes by visiting HelloFresh.com forward slash gals 60 and entering gals 60 again that is for a total of 60 dollars off that's 20 bucks off your first three boxes visit hellofresh.com forward slash gals 60 g-a-l-s six zero and enter promo code gals 60 it's seriously like receiving six meals for free or like 50 percent off of three boxes it's a crazy awesome deal mm-hmm. and uh run don't walk mm-hmm. treat your gut yeah. StoryWorth makes it easy and fun for your loved ones to share their stories with weekly emailed story prompts, questions that you would never think to ask. And at the end of the year, they'll get their stories bound in a beautiful hardcover book. You can strengthen your family bonds and get to know your loved one in a whole new way. So this is how it works. You purchase a subscription for someone you love, and each week, StoryWorth sends them an email with a question about their life. They simply reply to this email with their story, or you can record it over the phone by calling StoryWorth's number. All the stories are private and only shared with the family that you choose. And after a year, their stories will be bound into a beautiful keepsake book. It's a really unique holiday gift. Mm -hmm. Um, and one that, you know, the whole family will love. So like Kenyon said, it's a great way to stay in touch, connect with your family. You can bridge geographic distance by providing lively discussion topics. Kenyon, Mm -hmm. I feel like you should do this with us. There's quite the geographic distance (laughs) here. Our book would be (laughs) bad. Y'all already know everything in my book. I want to do this with my grandfather. He grew up in a small town, and apparently they had a nude mail delivery carrier. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Wow. I so you can learn about your relatives. <laughs> <laughs> and they it just elicits such fun stories and it's surprising, like a nude mail carrier mm-hmm. story. Mm. <laughs> yeah. On that note, you can also submit photos. <laughs> yes. Oh no. <laughs> Just to preserve your memories, you can pass these on to your future families, your children, your children's children. Very cool. So you get one year of weekly story prompts to sort of get you going. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the year, you get a hardcover printed book. Um, It's black and white. You can get up up to 500 pages. So amazing. It's a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Incredible. So you can write stories and you can upload the photos by email or on the web. You can invite an unlimited number of people to receive the stories, which I think is awesome because people's families vary in size. Um, You can save and edit all your stories on storyworth.com. The data is totally secure. Everything is private by default. You control who sees your stories. Um, And it's a great gift for the holidays for your loved one who enjoys telling stories. I personally am gifting this to my sister 
for the holidays. And it's a little selfish on my part because she lives far away. She lives over in Boston and I'm in Minnesota and she has two adorable little baby girls and I do miss my nieces very much. So it's kind of a fun way to like connect with her and get stories about the kiddos. And then at the end of this year of prompts, it could put together a year long story about what it's like to have like a two year old and a four year old living under your roof <laughs> and the goofy things that they get into, including <laughs> photos along the way. And then they'll have this fun memory to look back on when they're older. And I get to have all these little updates like daily of what my like little goofy nieces are getting into. I so love that. it's a gift for not just the person you're giving it to, but it's also a gift for the person who's giving it and gets to be like along for that ride. I love it. That's such a, this is such a cool idea. Yeah. Um, so you can get 20 bucks off by going to storyworth.com forward slash gals when you subscribe. So again, that's 20 bucks off. Go to storyworth.com forward slash gals, G-A-L-S, when you subscribe. Treat your family. Mm-hmm. Poshmark is more than just a shopping destination. It's a vibrant community powered by millions of seller stylists who not only sell their personal style, but they can also curate looks for their shoppers, creating the most connected shopping experience in the world. It's so cool. It's really cool. I downloaded the free Poshmark app and uh, went shopping, and mm-hmm. I found this pair of Steve Madden riding boots that I have been searching mm-hmm. for for years because I used to own a pair, and then I wore them into the ground. Yeah. And <laughs> I wore them every day, and I have been like maniacally searching the internet for another pair of these boots that they don't make anymore, and I found a pair on Poshmark. I'm so excited. Love I love it. Um, So Poshmark lets you shop from millions of closets across America. The quality of stuff is really great. It's not like dingy, whatever. It's it's nice stuff. Um, Poshmark has tons of brands to shop from. So like I said, they've got Steve Madden. They've got Lululemon for our fancier folks. They've got Louis Vuitton and Chanel. That's a little bit out of my pay grade, but one can (laughs) hope. Um, and <laughs> they've you, also got clothes for women, kids, and men. Like yeah. it's everyone. They they yeah. co- they got everything covered, and you will not believe the deals that you will find on Poshmark. Um, so it's one of the easiest ways to buy and sell fashion items. You can be like me and be a buyer. You can also sell some of your fashion items when you're done with them and and gift them into a new home. I love Aww. it. Uh, shipping is super easy for both the seller and the buyer. It's super fast. You can see something that you want. You can make the seller an offer. So there is a little bit of the fun of haggling in there. Um, and you can share your Poshmark closet handle telling your fans where to find you on the app. Because if you find somebody that has like a consistent, awesome set of items that they're putting up for sale, then you can follow them and then just like keep up with all the new cool things that they're, that they're putting up, which I think is awesome. Um, listeners of Wine and Crime get $5 off their first purchase. You just enter the invite code GALS5, that's G-A-L-S-5, when you sign up. Again, that's invite code GALS5, and that gets you $5 off your first purchase. So go use that promo code GALS5 to get 5 bucks off your first purchase. Download the free Poshmark app. Treat your closet. Trade it. I'm going to bring it down, bring it down, bring it down, <laughs> down, down. <laughs> I'm pulling Maybe a like massive down, down, cannon. Down, down, down. Push it down. Push it down. <laughs> 
Um, you know how much I love my cautionary tales. So here is a reminder that marriage is too hard and no one should do it. Congratulations, Lucy and Kenyon, on your successful marriages, by the way. <laughs> They're still fresh. <laughs> Don't yeah. congratulate us. TBD. <laughs> and that what folks put on social media is usually total bullshit. Yep. Here we go. This is a recent case. It's from April of this year. Uh, Delaware resident, 47-year-old Janair Gerard, Gerardo. Gerardo. Janair Gerardo. Please say all of that again only once. I can't. Uh, was a successful <laughs> marketing professional in what looked like the perfect marriage with her husband, Mark. Both of their Instagram accounts boasted their loving connection and deep devotion to each other and their golden retriever. Bah. Bah. <laughs> a recent transplant to the East Coast, Janair, uh, her social media photos with her husband, Mark, showed a seemingly happy couple. But underneath the surface, there were signs of trouble. Mm-hmm. It appeared from Janair and Mark Gerardo's Facebook pages that they were the perfect couple. Quote, one of my favorite photos of my lovely li- wife, Mark wrote with this says the above photo of Janair, but I have it on the drive. There's like this really Let's nice, go. pretty, like cute photo of them with their fucking dog and oh Aww. yep mm-hmm. yep cute dog oh they do look happy they look so happy well she looks uh, a little bit does. insane but he, well, they look happy funny you should mention that oh <laughs> professional photos show the couple holding hands and walking on the beach with their dog other photos are of the couple's dog and cat in one photo the gerardos are wearing similar blue shirts and seem to have carefree lives i just loved reading all about their social media uh, quote, <laughs> seemed so perfect, one person commented on the thread under a photo of the couple on Janair's page. Janair said on Facebook that she was from Fort Wayne, Indiana. She sometimes shared political events on Facebook, most recently an event called March Forward Virginia, March to the Polls. So she really wanted okay. everyone to vote. Okay, well, I can get behind that. Yeah, and it seemed like they were Democrats because Mark like was pretty outspoken on Twitter against Donald Trump, apparently. So, like, well. points for the Gerardos. <laughs> Until um, this next the s- paragraph, I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> Shh, am I that transparent? <laughs> Hashtag not all Democrats. No, am I right? oh, oh, for sure. <laughs> Despite the seemingly happy demeanor, Janair vented about troubles in the marriage on the site next door, which everyone and no <gasps> one should use. What is I that? have that app. I use it all the time. So it's like a community connection app where neighbors can talk to each other about issues in the neighborhood. There's actually recently, there's also Facebook pages that do it. There's this amazing Facebook page for Northeast Minneapolis that's just called I Love Northeast Minneapolis. And this post in there that I actually saw, because I'm still in it even though I live in South now, but I used to live in Northeast, uh, went viral because this guy was complaining that he is a barefoot running enthusiast and people were not cleaning the acorns (laughs) off of their sidewalks. I saw that. <laughs> it was hurting his feet. Like, this is the kind of shit you find on Nextdoor. So join it's it mostly if you like want missing, hours of entertainment. It's mostly like missing pets and like, I need someone to clean out my gutters. And then really outlandish complaints about the neighborhood. It's pretty great. I love it. I recommend the app. Great. Okay. Uh, quote, I was just transferred to Delaware in December for my husband's new job, and he's telling me he wants a divorce. She wrote, Accord- or adding in another post, she wanted an 
excellent, all caps, marriage counselor for couples on the brink of divorce. We will need someone who is very educated and experienced dealing with couples issues, including infidelity, depression, traumatic experiences, child parent dynamics, even though I didn't see anything about them having kids. We were talking about their pets. Um, and being accountable for actions, etc. For their own parents. Being Maybe. accountable for actions. Just like a nice little dig in there at the <laughs> yeah. end. Yeah. Way to air Jeez. all of your shit on the next door I app. I mean, whatever. <laughs> whatever it makes you feel better. It could just be a good, I'm looking for a good marriage counselor, period. <laughs> I aired a lot of my shit on a yeah. podcast. Amanda so. had buttons. I mean... <laughs> literally no one's surprised by your reaction no. but a normal reaction might not include airing all of your marital issues oh i on didn't a air app. all of my issues i was very censored you were by restrained. the way you were. very respectful <laughs> on his website <clears throat> Mark sang his wife's praises, writing, quote, on the personal side, my wife and golden retriever are the center of my universe and the reason I get up every morning. I am passionate about animal rights, healthy food, and healthy living. I hate him. I love yeah. hiking, biking, running, craft beer, and the pursuit of the next best pesto margarita pizza. I hate him. He is so <laughs> fake. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. His favorite pizza place is definitely the California Pizza Kitchen. It is. Fuck that guy. It's pizza by Alfredo and not Alfredo's Pizza Cafe. The office. <laughs> anyway, he added, quote, my 10 siblings and I grew up in Northern Indiana where I was indoctrinated with a Midwest work ethic and the compulsion to never stop learning new things. After college, I moved to Indianapolis where I worked for a magazine publisher, a real estate developer, a food packaging manufacturer, advertising agency, and a PR firm. I got fired frequently. <laughs> Turnover, am I, I right? I have commitment issues. <laughs> well, Seeking marriage counselor. Funny that you should say he has commitment issues. Because, oh, no. quote, there were money issues and self-confidence issues, Radnor Township Police Superintendent William Colarulo said. Her life was falling apart. It's not great when your excellent all caps marriage counselor is also the township police superintendent. <laughs> that sentence really makes it seem like he is. I know. <laughs> We're going to be working on your self confidence issues, some, uh, of your some money, money issues, issues, and money investigating is like a... the upcoming. Uh, murder? Literal I'm also murder. gonna iron out your confession. <laughs> well, you'll see soon why there's no need for a confession. Oh. Uh, Gerardo began posting messages on social media begging for help while claiming her marriage was crumbling and her husband wanted out. She was also searching for therapy um, and Janair obviously suspected infidelity, which was correct. Mark was seeing 33-year-old Meredith Chapman on the side. <laughs> I was say 33 women. Oh, my God, no. Who has the time? Yeah, someone, probably somebody out there. He's a telebuddy. Telecompanions. Mark had 33 telecompanions on the side. Um, Meredith Chapman was a former WHYY producer, which is like a local news producer, uh, for its Delaware Bureau and ran an unsuccessful bid as a Republican for a state Senate seat in Delaware. She was described as, quote, a vivacious marketing professional, former television reporter, and once candidate for state Senate. 
That she was is also honestly on par with aspiring rapper. Yeah, it's up there. State yeah. senator. State senator Lipton. Uh, just kidding. Candidate. State, state level elections are uh, oftentimes a thousand times more important to our day to day lives than federal. So I do not want to like mock the state senate but there is something kind of literally just did i know but there is something kind of funny about once candidate for state senate (laughs) it's just like dripping with condescension (laughs) i'm laughing at former blah 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 and once candidate Candidate, blah 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 that's the issue it's the set and she was described as this in like a professional publication yikes and she's dead, so this is pretty sad. Oh, um, fuck. she you was also given us some warning. Well, of course not. Why would I do that? Shit. Um, she was also married to Newark City Councilman Luke Chapman, but the couple was reportedly separated. She had recently moved to a new home on Lowry's Lane in Radnor Township, Pennsylvania, for a new job at nearby Villanova University. Nice. Um, Gerardo began using a tracking device and computer software to find out more about her husband's affair with Chapman. Yikes. Yeah. On April 21st of 2018, Chapman's neighbor saw a woman with a, quote, grim, concerned, or worried expression on her face standing near uh, her driveway in Radnor Township. That is Township. my regular face. Resting, grim, concerned, or worried <laughs> face is yeah. Lucy's day-to-day. You day took day. the words right out of my <laughs> mouth. <laughs> Resting GCW face. Uh, the woman was using a pair of binoculars while staring at Chapman's home on Lowry's Lane. The neighbor said the woman then got into a black SUV and drove off. Despite thinking the episode odd, the neighbor decided not to report it to police. Okay, if there's a white lady with binoculars so yeah, creeping on your block, someone, you don't call, call the cops. But if, a black child but if a black guy has lemonade. a barbecue at a park, <laughs> yeah. definitely call the police. Yeah, totally. What the fuck? Unbelievable. The world is broken. Um, Law enforcement sources believe the mysterious woman was Gerardo Doy, who was driving a rental SUV and using binoculars to scout out the area. Um, There are conflicting reports for this little part. One source says that two days later, Mark Gerardo arrived at a restaurant in Newton Square where his wife had told him to meet her for dinner. But another report says that he was meant to meet Chapman there for dinner and went to Chapman's home to check on her after she did not show up and did not respond to his calls or texts. Either way... Only six miles away, Janair Gerardo was near Chapman's home, parked in the back side, back inside, uh, parked in the back inside the rented SUV with gloves and earplugs and wearing a wig to disguise her appearance. Why earplugs? Well, probably because of this next part. There's a gun involved. Correct. Oh, no. She then broke through the front porch door and waited for Chapman to return. Uh, having just enough time to clean up the broken glass. Such a mom. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Do you want to tell the story of such a mom? No. (laughs) Kenyon mistook a flirtatious text that I received from a boy as a text from one of our best friends, Courtney, (laughs) and reads it and looks at me and just goes, she's such a mom. And I was like, who do you think is texting me? <laughs> it was like a clearly 
sexual flirtatious text. Oh, she's such a mom. <laughs> anyway. It was something about your goofy face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> doesn't come off as sexual to me, but, you know. Well, to me, it does. Such a mom. Um, when Chapman walked into the home, Gerardo opened fire, killing her before turning the 357 caliber revolver on herself and taking her own life. You really misunderstood the assignment. Hard. <laughs> the only piece I went off of was that they slept with the same person. That's the only piece I kept. <laughs> it was supposed to be like, and then they became friends, and then they... No. Okay. Now, these things don't happen in real life. Okay. This is well, the real truth. In a way, they drove off a cliff together. In a way, they did. Okay, that's... Thank you, yeah, Lucy. A little... It all circles back. You're welcome. Not, not great. Okay. No, it's terrible. Um, Gerardo underwent gun training before purchasing the murder weapon, sources say. And while carrying out the killing, she fired so fast that Chapman, who was still clutching her house keys, likely didn't see it coming, which I think is actually a total blessing. And is like yeah. the one decent thing about all of this is that this woman died instantly with no clue what was even happening. She didn't feel a thing. No fear. Like, mm. that's that. Mm. Super fucked up. Yeah. Super fucked up. Super fucked up. Yeah. I read that scientists think that your brain is still functioning a lot longer than they initially thought after you die. Way to make it so, like, sadder. Really? Really, Lucy? <laughs> Lucy? Really? It's a fact. Just chat all over your one tenuous silver lining. Li I literally said it was the only thing. <laughs> well, let's not lie thing. to ourselves. Oh, my <laughs> God. Everyone calls me the dark one, but have no, no, you no, no, heard no, 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 no. No, you pick the dark cases. You are not the dark one. <laughs> Little Miss, my dream was to work in a morgue. Is the dark one? What do you mean was? I'm terrified of you. Anyway, around 7 p.m. that night. Mark began receiving, receiving text messages from his wife while he waited at the restaurant. This part is terrifying. The message included, the messages included graphic photographs from inside Chapman's home oh. while she was waiting for, for Meredith to get home. Oh, that's Wait, creepy as fuck. So she was yeah. already waiting inside the home. I missed that oh, part. Oh, yeah. She had broken in and was waiting for Meredith to get home. She had time to, to clean up home. the glass. Yeah, she, she was, was there in there for a while. For a while. Um, oh. Mark then rushed to Meredith's house where he found both his lover and his wife dead from gunshot wounds. Police say that uh, Janaire sent her husband a series of texts telegraphing her intentions leading up to it. By the time he arrived at Meredith Chapman's home, it was too late. Mark called 911. It was so hysterical that he gave the wrong house number. Um, but apparently that, I mean, not, not that it doesn't matter, but like they were both dead, but uh, he, they went to like a house down the street and then turned around and came So he house. didn't call 911 um, before he got to the home. No, he got there and then called 911. Mm. Yeah. Um, he also confessed to the dispatcher that he'd been cheating on his wife. When police came to the scene, they found Mark in the driveway and he told them my wife might be inside. Um, Investigators also found an extensive suicide note from Janair. Uh, morbidly, I tried to see if there were any excerpts from it, but I could not find that. Mm -hmm. um, 
since the murder-suicide, neither Mark nor Chapman's ex-husband have publicly commented on the case. Um, with the case closed, police may never release anything that they've learned, and some questions may always remain unanswered because they're not. There's no investigation. It's, it's like so. Why cut would and they? Dried, yeah. Exactly. So I mean, the one like decent thing you can say about at least this police force that was working on it is like even though this was a really hot topic. And I'm sure they got approached and probably offered money to release information and photos to the press. They didn't do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that, I mean, there's one decent thing that sometimes police do. Um, Chapman's family called her. I read recently. God damn it, Lucy. I hate you so much. Chapman's family called her, quote, a beacon of light to anyone who was fortunate enough to meet her. She loved her family fiercely, with a compa was a compassionate friend, and among the most talented and innovative professionals in her field. Her death was sudden and tragic, but will not define who she was to the thousands of people who loved her. Uh, quote, it's not a love triangle. You had a man who was married that was having an affair with this other woman, um, said Bill Colarulo, that uh, doctor and superintendent, <laughs> in a news conference. Uh, the wife knew about it, and this was a calculated planned attack. She broke into the house. She was lying in wait, and she shot her as soon as she walked in, and then she shot herself. Seems to me like two wa lives were unnecessarily cut short when you could have just fucking Get a completely destroyed your husband through mm -hmm. divorce and like publicly shaming him on the neighborhood app. Next door right. already did that. Next door. Then they're done yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, it's like I mean, obviously there's Use talk space. Yeah, don't 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 go out and murder the mistress. Don't I mean don't kill that's anyone. also like well, no, don't kill anyone. But that's also, I hate the internalized misogyny of going after the other woman, too. Right. Like, yes, this person is absolutely, fault. this person's absolutely complicit in this affair. I get that. However, the other woman isn't married to you. Your husband yeah, is married to you. Yeah, she's not the like, one that made a commitment that she has exactly. broken. Your husband so has. So, like, is, is that a douche move on the mistress's part? Sure. Who hasn't wrecked a few homes in their lifetime, though? <laughs> My hand is raised. Just kidding. It's not raised. I've never slept with a married man, okay? I have never slept with a married that man or anyone who's been in a relationship as far of. as I knew. Exactly. Yeah. As far as I knew. Mm -hmm. But, like, I, yeah, we gotta, women gotta support women. Well, just Don't kill her and then yourself make your husband's life miserable. Just get Come a divorce. On. It's fine. There's life after divorce. Like just hundred percent better life usually. Out. If you're getting divorced, it's not because your shit's going real well. Yeah. All right. Well, we're obviously experts and a hundred percent also psychiatrists. Special <laughs> thanks this week to Sarah Adams for this amazing fan pick topic, and we're sorry that some of us misunderstood the assignment. <laughs> Hey. I think we all did. <laughs> <laughs> we all did our best. And We're that's all not we can do. The sharpest crayons in the box. Oh my God. Well, We've I know who maybe cohesive. appreciated my case. Scary Susie. Mm -hmm. Ooh. I'm assuming this is the name on your birth certificate, and I love it. <laughs> Here. Very for scary, it. scary Susie. Thank you for your $5. <laughs> Thank you so much to Casey Wormerskirch. 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 
That is the best last name I've heard mm, yeah, in a very it. long time. <laughs> I love it. Shout out to Jessica Gramco. You are the graham cracker to our <sighs> s'mores. And I we love, love you for it. so bad. I'm so hungry. So hungry. Um, Jordan Solomon. Now every uh, name looks like food. I want to make like a nice salmon filet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I'm going to take you to the River Jordan. <laughs> All right. Put some creme fraiche on you. Have oh. for dinner. Hi. <laughs> Give me Thanks a... to Holly. Holly Jolly. Have a Holly Jolly Christmas. Thank you so much for your five dollars a month. Oh by golly, have a somebody cut me off, please. Where are you when I need you? It's your turn, isn't it? Oh no, it's my turn. It's your turn. Daniel Ryan. I'd be lying if I said I didn't love you. Ryan, barely know him. <laughs> Blew that load early on in our yeah, special Yeah, well, and I plan to blow it again. Uh, CC Matthew. 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 You're s- oh, thank you. You're very mature for committing to $5 a month. We appreciate you. You're so mature. Yeah, very mature. Of you. Oh, my God. Thank you to Alejandra Mendoza. You're just like a I'm bulldozer by your <laughs> generosity. <laughs> Shout Thank out Lord. <laughs> Shout out to Michelle Trost. You're the trost of the town, Michelle. We're gonna raise our glasses and trost to you. Uh Sarah Easter. I you're a nor'easter. You're not Easter. Wester. Barely know her. Easter. Barely. Bun- you bunnerly are a know her. Bundle oh. of treats hidden You're around a, a garden in the springtime. You're a bunch of eggs hidden you, in the garden. You make us very hoppy. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for your $5 well donation. We're done now. We're done with that now. Uh, Mary Kojis. Kojis. You're Kogis. gorgeous, Mary Kojis. <laughs> you, it's very cohesive of you. <laughs> no idea how to pronounce your last name, but I love it. Thank you so much, Shelby Puente. For God's sakes, sorry. you're Fuente. You are Fuente, and the Puente of the holidays is giving. And thank you for your donation of ten dollars a month. You'll be getting a fucking patriarchy wine glass. The oh. Puente of the Holidays. Ooh, I get a request for once. Yeah. Oh, my what? Yes. Kelly Ann, who has declined her wine glass, mm-hmm. you are ultra generous. That, like, doubles your generosity. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Thank you so much, Kelly Ann. I'm flattered that you like me more than the other two. Okay. <laughs> Still okay. waiting for someone to request me to shout them out. <laughs> Anyway, Alicia Gable. (laughs) Thank you for providing a way to cut through this awkward silence that (laughs) we're having right now. Um, You are a gable, a stable full of gabes. Clark Gable. Oh, are you gable to give us $10 a month? (laughs) Gable. 
barely know her. Oh my god. So dumb. <laughs> um, Christine Young, you keep us young. You really do. <laughs> Is it my turn again? Did we well, switch? No, I'm confused. What? Well, yeah. Why don't you go now? Okay. Allie Atkinson. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Allier. I hardly knew her. <laughs> Don't worry. The next one is Madison T. Can't be mad at you, Madison, for giving us 10 bucks a month. We're getting I'm, this is Madison, the doing the T stands the for tea. thank you. <laughs> oh, is it my turn? Yeah. Who knows? Jenny Robinson. You have increased your donation from five to ten dollars a month, and that is very generous of you. <laughs> oh yes, hooker crafts. Yes, <laughs> I They're love back. hooker crafts. They're back. You're back. You With have increased your pledge from five to ten dollars a month, and I'm still curious about your wares. You have us hooked. I'm, I'm hooked. We are hooked hooked. on hooker crafts. Um, (laughs) We love these increases. Maureen Aldrich also increased from $5 to $10 a month. Yes. Maureen, you're giving us more, and we appreciate it. And now we're all rich. And we appreciate it. More green. (laughs) Indeed. Sarah Maria Murdoch is uh, kicking off our trash queen category because she loves murder. Murdoch and murder. Get it? Ooh, Love it. Oh, it's a match made in heaven. Oh, my good friend Lowry Griffiths. Uh, Lowry and I and one of our other listeners had a couple of <laughs> complications about her shipping. So super appreciate your $25 once-off donation, which she says is a small holiday donation to the show. Thank you so much. Sorry for the confusion earlier. Won't go into it. Won't happen again. Love you. <laughs> oh my God, this is so awkward. Um, We're a small business. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and thank you as well, Christine Hoyer. Hoyer hardly knew her. We finally got one that actually fucking works for your $25 once off donation. And that's just a reminder that if you are like every single person I've ever dated in my entire life and afraid of commitment, you could just make a once off donation at wine and crime mm-hmm. And of course, special thanks to our sponsor Talkspace, which has immeasurably helped Amanda through all of her breakups. Go to talkspace.com <laughs> forward slash gals for $45 off your first month treat yo breakups <laughs> oh my god i hate you guys so much bye Goodbye. thanks for listening to wine and crime our cover art is by kala yip music by phil young and Corey wendell check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com you can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Wine and Crime Pod. If you have wine recommendations or creepy true crime stories to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your podcasts. More importantly, if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It really is the best way to spread the word. 
We are a totally independent show, so if you'd like to support us and get a shout-out on air, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers! Hello, podcast listeners. I'm Jamie. And I'm Sarah. And there's not much we love more than sharing a delicious bottle of wine together and chatting up hot topics and fun wine facts. So check out the Drunk Bitches podcast. Whether you love wine or just getting into it, we invite you to pour a glass and join us. Find our weekly episodes on your favorite podcast listening platform. We hope you join us soon. Until then, pass the wine, bitches. bitches.